The middle-aged candy store. The middle-aged candy store. Have a good time. Try lemon and lime at the middle-aged candy store. The candy is sweet, it's true. Though it may seem bitter to you. Wave back at the years, the trials and the tears, the cigarettes and beers, the faces you love, the things, the things you're sorry for. Come in for a spell, there's caramel at the middle-aged candy store. And I am Dave. I say from me and from Avialania. Helonia, which is is hello. Hello Hello from from us. us. And we are twins. And we are also supermodels. Supermodels. We came to work at the middle-aged candy store to earn some extra money. While we are between agents, between agents, and we are between agents because our last agent couldn't find us gigs together because he didn't have any vision, no vision, no vision whatsoever. And we are making time, and we are making, making time. time working at the store. Just a pair of supermodel The middle-aged candy store. Working at the store. Trying to make ends meet. That's really a metaphor, the store. A middle-aged candy store. A metaphor for a collection of odd words spoken. A figure of speech, so to speak. Word pieces like, like candy, candy in a box. In a box. A metaphor for life, looking back at the years, the sweet, the bitter. The bittersweet. The temp agency sent us here. And we're trying to make ends meet. Karen is the manager. She trusts us. Karen Karen is is in in the the stockroom right right now, now, taking taking stock. stock. We take you there. And, well... Here I am, wandering through the stockroom, again. I wonder how that gum is doing. The interreg... interreg... The interregna gum! It's me, Karen! We meet again! Okay, yep, there you are. Hi, gum. Good to see you, I guess. Well, likewise, except... That I am sure that it is good to see you. Karen, have you given any thought to our last lesson? Our lesson? No, not really. Listen, Gum, I made my mind up about that stuff when I heard it. Like when you said the stuff about 
uh, humans uploading themselves onto the internet? Yeah, uh, no. I read William Gibson in the 80s, and that was enough of that. Oh, it's not science fiction, I assure you. It is rationally based futurism of which I speak. Uh-huh. You know, have you ever met the peppermint? The peppermint tells jokes sometimes. She is a delight. It's really a light and refreshing experience to spend time with her. And we just talk. Talking to you is like, like I'm bored, but I can't get to sleep. It's like taking a Salmonex that doesn't quite work, you know? Aha! Diphenhydramine! A soporific! Well, if you find my narrative tedious, stand by while I electrify it to 80,000 volts! Oh, yes. Please do. Then prepare to be jolted, my addled subordinate. Humans are on a one-trillion-year mission to turn ourselves into digital spirits, cyber-ghosts, so that we, the human race, can achieve our destiny to escape the material shackles of physical living and escape the very bounds of the universe. Right. You were just repeating what you said last time. The question, Mr. Gum, is, however are we supposed to escape the universe? Well, in some ways, we already have. The human brain and its driving engine, uh, call it human spirit or imagination, is the most complicated thing in the universe, don't you know? In fact, it's so complex as to actually escape the bounds of our universe. Human imagination, for example, contains ideas that can't even exist outside the brain. Things that can't exist in the universe at all, such as uh, the square root of zero, or numbers larger than the universe could contain, you see, like the, the Googleplex. So, we imagine outside the universe? Wait, what? How does that mean we're escaping it? Oh, first things first. Safe to say that humans are the only thing in the universe that has any aspect of itself, i.e. our imaginations or our thoughts, outside the universe. That alone makes us different. We don't belong here, and it makes us and the universe, well, uh, adversaries, actually. I... Mm, okay, but... We humans are in the universe. We are made of the particles that make up the universe and subject to its forces, but we aren't of the universe. We have our own human forces and laws, things we call free will, perhaps, or even love that can't be defined by rules, laws of physics with straight lines, differential equations of, of love. Now you're talking about love, come. That is interesting to me. Well, exactly, yes. Even if you understood all the forces in the universe and all of the particles in all of the human brains in the world, you couldn't ever predict if two people would fall in love. It's too complex. We humans can't be defined by such laws. All of us and all living things really are driven by a life force, a will zoom leben, as Schopenhauer called it, defying all other forces, gravity, uh, humans rise above electromagnetism, the weak interaction, uh, uh, even entropy. Uh, Gum, 
Calm down. I'm sorry, but we were getting somewhere. Yeah, but you're breaking my brain. And I will admit that it's kind of interesting. Well, that's because you, Karen, are starting to get yourself ready to leave our interregnum, the gap between analog and digital humans, and depart on our trillion-year journey of escape. But more on that voyage next time. For now, I will again close out with a song. The universe is a place for me and you. But it's not our home for good, we're just passing through. We've got some things to do, well, hullabaloo, yes it's true. We humans have a destiny to aspire to. I'll bet you're wondering what that destiny is, Karen. Not really. You told me three times. It's that, uh, digital thingy. I didn't get it. Neither did I. Talking, Talking gum? Talking gum? Probably a metaphor. I didn't get it. It was unconventional. And this, and this next, next piece, piece is... is offbeat. Odd. But sweet. Not bittersweet. There's a talking dog. Talking, talking dog? dog? We have to keep working here. Yes, we're supermodels. But between agents, now, now is, is our, our time, time to, to persevere. persevere. Shine in fortitude. Dazzle in stamina. We're supermodels. Twins. But currently, between agents... We have to keep working here. Karen is the manager, and she trusts us. Taking stock. Here's the other piece. Here's the other piece. Okay, right off the top. Talking dog, dog. Talking dog, dog. Talking dog, dog. Talking dog, that's right. What you gonna do? Penalize a living thing who lived with you? Dog, no, you own me. That aren't in doubt, but dog, personal tranquility is what this is about. Yeah, and you would penalize me too, right? Slap me right on the nose with a newspaper. Oh man, you've done it before. I'm dogs, I talks, I goes on walks, and three other things I like to do. I like to eat but not to beg, I like to grind against your leg, I like to go outside when I have to make poo. Well, not that I have a choice, like the cat does. Freak, that cat can do whatever it wants in the end. But dog digress. Dog personal vexation is what this is about. An incident that happened right here where it played out. I was punished, admonished, astonished, put on watch. All because I stuck my nose in a stranger's crotch. All because I stuck my nose in a stranger's crotch. Stranger's crotch, stranger's crotch. Stranger's crotch, stranger's crotch. Really? You swatted me for that? 
So yes, it true, and most dogs do admit the smell of a crotch. It intrigued me a bit because they're no dog Freuds or Clifford Odets. The smell of piss on the sidewalk is all that we get. Oh, that brilliant smell of piss. But dog digress. And I know you see look of hurt in dog eyes. That because dog is a little surprised. Dog your best friend, yes, he love you. But he also think your moral dogma need review. I mean, I love you, man. I really do. But I hear some of the sounds that come out of your room at night. And I think I know what's going on there. I'm just saying. Who's a good boy now? Huh? A nose in the crotch? Come on, man. Bust a chill. Defrag. Chillax. Take a chillaxative. Freeze up. Thank you for listening to the Middle Aged Candy Store produced by The Gathering. Podcasts appear every first and third Tuesdays of the month. Dave and Avialania were performed by Adam Bailey and Kristen Mueller-Heeslip. Interregnagum was performed by Karen Loomer and Donnie Febbleston. Rapping Dog performed by Michael Gill. All pieces written by Donnie Febbleston. Interstitial writing by Donnie Febbleston. Theme music by Donnie Febbleston. Performed by Donnie and Linda Febbleston. Come in for a spell, there's kids.